Welcome everybody to the Tiffany Talks podcast show where I discuss holistic health, healing, and helping others in 30 minutes or less. I'm your host, Tiffany Patlin, health and wellness coach, best-selling author of the book, Unlocking Your Ability to Heal, small business owner, bless ambassador, and an inspirational speaker. And I am on a godly mission to heal the world. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me today for um, episode 2022. I'm sorry, <laughs> for episode 2020. Uh, I, I'm doing it again. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for joining me for episode 22. <laughs> That's what the new year has done to me. Um, today is a very special episode. Um, I'm going solo today, and I really feel felt called um, to talk about how I discovered my path to healing and happiness. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I was recently highlighted on ABC for Utah, where um, they highlighted me on the Good Things Utah segment. And wow, that's something I never would have been able to tell you that I saw myself doing in the future, not with my past. No way. But, uh, but let me tell you, just life is... <laughs> life has a funny way of working out sometimes when you just surrender to your healing. So that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. Um, might go a little longer than 30 minutes for those of you that are used to watching a 30 minute segment. I just really didn't want to um, limit myself to this very important discussion. And so um, those of you that would like to watch the my episode um, or my little TV appearance. Um, I'll make sure I put a link in the description box so you guys can watch that. But to start off, I really wanted to share something with you um, and pretty much everybody in the world, um, no matter who you are. Uh, if you if you don't know somebody's life and if you don't know what they've gone through, don't ever say that they experienced otherwise. If you know, if someone says, you know, I was abused or I was beat or I was this or I was that or anything that is important and traumatic for them, don't ever say that, that it wasn't true. That is like one of the worst things that you can do. And the reason why I bring this up is because it recently happened to me. And I'm not about to out this person. That's not why I'm bringing this up. It really has nothing to do with this person. I'm using this as an example to share a very, very important message. And that is, if you do not know somebody's life, do not by any means tell them that they were not abused. That is wrong on so many levels. If you know, like me, I grew up not having a voice. And I know those of you that are listening are probably like, how is that even possible? You're on a podcast, you're on a TV show. Well, that's why I'm putting myself out there because I want to encourage other people who didn't grow up learning that they had power in their voice like me. My voice 
never developed. I didn't have a voice. I wasn't allowed to have a voice. Um, my voice was shut down. And that's the reason why I'm speaking up. That's why I'm doing a podcast. That's the reason why I'm making TV appearances, even though I was scared out of my mind, you know, to do it, but I knew I had to do it. It's not about fame. It's not about me. It's about you. Every single one of you that are listening, I'm doing everything that I'm doing for you because I care about you. I don't have to know you to care about you. I believe in God. That doesn't mean, oh, well, Jesus would want me to do it, so I'm going to do it. Of course he does. But still, in my heart of hearts, I care about people. And I have always been very empathetic, especially since I was, you know, a little young girl. I remember I was a very loving, happy, bright little girl. That's how I remember myself being, you know, as far back as I can remember. So I know that is really the truth of who I am. But this was really important. I was really, really angry last night when I saw this person make a comment on social media that they were happy for me, but, and there was a big but there, I'm happy for you, but you make it sound like you were abused, like your father abused you and he didn't. That felt like a slap in the face. Number one, this person was not there when my father was raising me. When my mother and father were raised, this person didn't even exist in our lives. So number one, how can you say something like that? Number two, I was abused mentally, physically, sexually, and, you know, I abuse substance, uh, drug and alcohol abuse. Now, my father only, you know, I would say in all honesty, there was some mental and physical abuse at the hand of my father, but I don't share what my father did or didn't do or what my mother did or didn't do because I want to bash them and make them look bad. That is not what I am doing. And I need to make it known to everybody out there. I can honestly say that I've gone through so much healing up until this point that I have so much love for my mother and father. I have made the choice to forgive them for all the things that they did and didn't do that were not good for me. Because in retrospect, my life is as it was meant to be. I would not be able to help other people if I didn't go through the things that I went through. That's what makes me different from maybe somebody out there that maybe got a a psychology degree or this, that, and the other. They have knowledge about how things work, sure. But what I have is personal experience. I've actually been through a lot of these things and I rose above it. That's why I'm here. I found my voice and by, oh oh my goodness, I'm going to use it. And I refuse to allow myself to be shut down. I refuse to be invalidated. I refuse to have anybody tell me anything because I know the truth of who I am. I've done the healing work. I have looked inside and guess what? I'm not even done. I'm still healing. I still find all new possible ways for me to become a better version of myself. No one's perfect. And that includes me. I know firsthand, believe me, (laughs) I still have flaws and there's things that I don't like about myself, but I have made the choice, you know, to forgive my parents because they did their very best. They did the best that they could at that time with the information and the experience that they had at the time. And I even mentioned in my book about how my mother and father both 
have a lot of pain in their past. And that, you know, affected how they parented all of us, all four of us. It had an effect. And I understand that. And that's why it kind of makes it more easier for me to forgive them because I understand now, you know, there's things that I didn't do right by my first son, my firstborn, you know, and I've told them, wow, son, you know, when I come across things, I tell them, like, I'll give you an example, making my son sit at the table until he finishes all his food. Why did I do that? Because that's what my father would do to us. And it was, it wasn't good. You know, it got ugly sometimes. Uh, it wasn't pretty. Um, it, it shouldn't be that way. But as a parent, I wasn't even realizing that. And I was just doing what I knew how to do, like my parents did. And, you know, we, my husband and I realized that we got to change our ways. You know, when we were healing and we're like, you know what? And we apologized to our son. And I was like, you know what, Ashton, it's my oldest son's name. You know, I'm sorry that, you know, we had you do that. You know, we shouldn't have done that, you know. Um, and I explained everything to him. He knows why we did it because I was copying my parents, da, da, da. And I also hope, you know, as a mother, that he will take this into account. It's so important to apologize as a parent. It's It should never be, well, I'm the parent, you do as I say, because I said so, or you don't question me. You know, these are all the things that I was told, which is why I didn't ever learn that there was power in my voice. Not only that, all the times I was abused, when I tried to speak up, things were never done. So that added to it. But that's why it also made it really detrimental. It can be detrimental for people if you're told you were never abused. Nobody did that to you. Blah, 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 blah. That person, you know, is struggling so hard. I know because when you are abused, you're so confused. There's a lot of shame attached to that. There's a lot of ugly negative things that are attached to that. And then to have somebody tell you that that didn't even happen, that just makes it worse. You're actually adding to the problem. You are not helping them by saying that. So if you really, really want to help somebody, either support them or keep your mouth shut. And I say that with all due respect, because this is serious. This is important. And I'm using my my newfound voice to speak up for those that may be told that that didn't happen to you. You weren't abused, blah, 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 this and that. Don't listen to those people. Those people obviously were never taught that they should not be speaking up about things that they have no clue about. So just keep that in mind. You know the truth of what happened to you and it doesn't have to control you. You have the power to forgive people for what they do to you. I have forgiven not only my mother and father, my brother, my older brother, my um, pretty much my entire family, everybody that was supposed to love me, that hurt me in my past, the girls that used to bully me, the ex-boyfriends that physically abused me, um, you know, all those men that raped me, the cousins that incestuously raped me, everybody, you name it. I have done the forgiveness work because all my life I carried it. That's what I did. I carried it with me. And you know what that did? It kept me full of anxiety, kept me full of depression. It kept me wanting to escape my reality. It made me because I was carrying it and we were never meant to carry this pain. We were never meant to hold it. That's like, it's like very similar to, you know, I'll use this as an example how men were, are taught not to cry. And I have such a hard time accepting that 
because that is so wrong. Men and women alike are humans. We were made to release our emotions through our tears. We were made to feel. We were made to cry. But nowadays, and no judgment to anybody that takes medication, but medications do numb you, just like alcohol numbs you, just like drugs numb you. They all numb you. They do not help you heal. I know some say that they take that in combination with with therapy. I don't have experience in that, so I'm going to leave that alone. Um, But we have to honor our emotions to release them. Because when we carry them and we hold them inside, our body is like begging us to purge this pain and heal. That's why you see it in symptoms of a mental illness. That's why you see it in your physical body. And that's why you are broken spiritually because you are holding on to this pain. And the forgiveness is what will set you free. Again, I'm speaking from personal experience. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there that are like so against forgiveness. And believe me, I understand that so very much. Why in the world would someone want to forgive somebody that did something so unforgivable to you? Right? I get that. Believe me, I get that. But like I said, using my parents as an example again, they loved me. I know that. And I know that they still love me, but they made mistakes just like everybody does. Some of them to some people would be unforgivable. And I think at a point in my life, I felt that they were unforgivable. I stopped calling my mom, mom. I started started calling her Norma Jean because that's the new name that she was going by. She would go by her first name and then she started um, going by her first and middle name. And so she wasn't, you know, acting as a mother to me. So I felt, you know, like, well, I'm just going to call her Norma Jean. And that was because I was angry. That's because I was full of anger towards her. I had not forgiven her. I was mad. I was angry. I was confused. I didn't understand. I was just a young girl that knew that I had been hurt left and right, right and left. And it was all, you know, I say at the hand of my mother, because whether she was indirectly involved or indirectly involved, I put all the blame on her because as a little girl, you know, you're, well, it doesn't matter. You're a little boy, little girl, your mother is your everything. You know, you came from her body. She is a part of you, you know, and if you're adopted, same thing. We, we all have this, this connection with a mother figure, a mother type figure. And it's very, very important to our, a child's upbringing. And, um, you know, It affected me, but forgiveness, forgiveness is really what set me free. Just knowing that they're human and they made mistakes. They did the best they could. Was it what I needed at the time? No. Could they have done better? No. You know why I say that? Because if they could, they would have. For whatever reasons other people have, They might be struggling with their own mental illness. They might be struggling with things that happened to them in their past, and we may be oblivious to that. That does not mean that it's okay for these people to project their pain onto others. That's the reason why I have a quote that I share often, that it's important for us to heal inside, especially if you're a parent. If you are somebody that suffers from any type of mental illness, and you are thinking about starting a family, 
please, 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 please wait. Please heal yourself first. I always say that is the best decision I ever could have made for my children because I started seeing how my issues, all my mental illness, everything that I went through was affecting my parenting. And people say, oh, well, you can still love your kids. Yeah, I'm someone I'm talking about. Yes, we love our kids. My parents loved me, but they still didn't parent me that well. You know what I mean? They did the best that they possibly could. And I appreciate them for that. I have a choice. I can look at all the ugly things they did. And that's what I'm going to focus on. What you focus on grows. Well, I don't want to focus on all that. Why would I want to do that? That's just going to piss me off, make me angry, do, 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 do all this stuff. So why would I do that to myself, right? So I choose to focus on all the good that my parents did. My parents taught me a lot of lessons. They taught me a lot of what not to do. Uh, my father instilled um, respect, a high regard for respect for your elders and just for other people in general. So thank you, dad, for that, because I take that to heart. And I'm thankful that my dad taught me that. Not only that, he taught me the importance of education. So even when I was out there on the street, alone, didn't have food to eat, didn't have a place to lay my head, having to steal, you know, a brush and brush my toothbrush, you know, I mean, brush my teeth and a sprinkler head, you know, things like that that I went through. I knew that education was important. So when I became pregnant, pregnant, well, actually, I think, no, I had already started going to school. I had already started going to school um, prior to um, being pregnant, but it was easy for me to quit when I got pregnant. But because I remember my father instilling education in me, I said, I don't care how hard this is going to be. I'm going to do it. I have a mouth to feed and I need to be a good mother for my son. So I went to school. I went to night school. I worked two jobs. Um, I have some friends out there that helped me. Uh, babysit. And I am so grateful for you guys because you helped me. I am now, um, I now hold two masters. I have an MBA and an MPM for project management. And, you know, I was the girl that was 14 years old roaming the streets, you know, but there's so much power and what we're capable of doing. So I know I'm jumping around a lot. I'm just saying what's coming to me, but I feel prompted to go back to forgiveness because like I said before, a lot of people out there that I see on social media, they just, they're so angry. They do not want to let go. And that's why I shared everything I did with you just now about how it set me free and how I could look at the bad and, and not focus on the good, but you can do this too. That's why I'm sharing this with you. We are all different. We are all unique. What works for me might not work for you, but a lot of what I'm saying right now is pretty universal. You are a powerful human being and whether anybody has told you before or not, or whether you believe it or not, the truth remains, you have healing power within you. Before, I never used to make this connection and whether you believe in God or not, I'm going to make this statement because it is what I believe. Now that I have been growing in my faith, I am proud to say that I am a Christian. I've never said that before and I'm putting it out there because I am. I've done the research. I've looked at the origins of all of the major um, religions out there just to see if maybe there was something else that I was missing. And all it did was just, was just lead me back to the faith that I'm in now. And I'm so grateful. And, you know, before when I was a little girl, 
on the streets wondering why no one cared about me. Why was no one taking care of me? Why didn't anybody care if I had food? Why didn't anybody care if I was safe? Why wasn't anybody trying to find me? Why wasn't anybody, you know, I was wondering, where's the people that are supposed to love and take care of me? How come they're not checking in on me? You know, I would think all these things. But as I wrote my book, Unlocking Your Ability to Heal, as I wrote my book, I saw how God was the one who was taking care of me that whole time. And I never, ever, ever, ever realized it. In fact, I said, if there is a God, I hate him because how dare he allow all these bad things to happen to me? And then I thought, you know what? There ain't even no such thing as a God because if there was, he would not allow all these horrific things to happen to me. But guess what? My thought process has completely changed. I no longer feel that way because of everything that I've seen in my life. I am here today for one reason and one reason only, and I attribute that to God. He had a plan for me. He still does. And as I continue to walk in my faith, he is opening doors for me, and I am just being obedient and walking past the fear. It's like the enemy, the devil, Lucifer, the darkness, call it what you want. Even if you're not a believer of God, you can consider it light and you can consider it darkness. That darkness is always there and we don't even realize it. Um, I feel compelled to mention something else now. This is something that I used to do. So if you're doing this, um, you might want to think twice and maybe change things. I have a tattoo on my back that I got when I was, what, 13, 14, 15 years old, something like that. And it says love hurts. And the reason why I got that is because that was where I was at at that time in my life, that love hurt. Everybody that was supposed to love me hurt me. So love hurts. And there's that song by Nazareth. I don't know if you guys know that song. It's a classic rock song. And that's kind of the music I grew up listening to. Um, so um, the song love hurts by Nazareth. Um, when I would go to concerts, um, their concert or even a cover band or anytime I would hear that song on the radio, oh my goodness, I would blast that song and I would just cry. It was like I I was deliberately op- reopening a wound so I could feel the hurt and pain. Why was I doing that to myself? <laughs> like I look back and I'm like, what was I thinking? Well, that's just it. I wasn't thinking. I didn't know any better. I was just surviving and I was full of so much pain. Um, so if you find that you're doing that to yourself, that you play songs that reopen your wounds, I would encourage you to not do that anymore because it's not helping you. It's hurting you. And you don't deserve to be hurt anymore, especially if you're somebody that has already been abused. You know, right now, you need to start taking care of yourself. Nobody cared for you. Nobody was there for you. Nobody this, nobody that. Fine. But now is the time for you to care about you and for you to take care of yourself. And if you believe in God, I believe he's there for you. And if you've never reached out to God before, do it now. Don't be scared. 
What do you have to lose? If you have lived your entire life up until this point and you are not happy and you are hurting and you are in pain and you've never reached out to God, why not give it a try? It's not going to hurt you. You have nothing to lose. But if you really, really mean it, that you really, really want to change your life, I encourage you. You don't even have to get down on your knees. Wherever you're at, however you can, find a quiet spot, get comfortable, and just start talking to him. Say, God, if you're there, I need your help. Please help me. That's enough. That's enough. And if you're not there yet and you don't want to do that, you don't have to. I'm not here to force you. I'm just here to encourage you. That's it. Take it or leave it. I have experienced so much healing and beauty in my life. And I'm telling you, it's because of God. And I'm not afraid to talk about him. Um, There was a comment earlier today where somebody said, I, I forget what the question was, but I said, Jesus, my Lord and Savior. And somebody came back and said, he's not real and I, or something like that. And I said, well, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way. But when you're touched by God, like I have been and many others, I'm not the only one. I am not special in that regard. There's so many people across the globe that have been touched by God. And that's why they are the way that they are. And I remember I used to make fun of those people. No joke. Look at those Bible thumpers. Look at those people. Look at this. Look at that. Like, wow, look, they're faking it. I remember I used to think that way. I don't think that way anymore. You know, I've repented for that. I've, I remember um, there was a time when I cried to God and I asked him for his forgiveness because I'm sorry, you know, that I didn't believe in him when he was actually the only one that was actually taking care of me that whole time. Like I mentioned, when I was out on the street and I thought, where's my mother? Where's my father? Where's everybody? It was God. You know, how come there was no one around? How come no one took my life? Yes, I was horribly abused, but I was allowed to live through so many instances in my life. And again, I give the glory to God. So I hope that encourages you and that helps you. And something else I want to say about that comment earlier today about um, don't tell someone they weren't abused, especially if you were never there and you don't know their life, is that if you want people to speak about you in a good way, then make sure that you treat people in a good way. That was something my book coach, Christine Gale, had said to us, um, our author community, when we were, you know, because a lot of us were hurt by people that we love or that and that were, you know, there to love us. and we're writing stories about them and we don't, we don't have the desire to make them look bad. That's not what we're doing. That's not why we're writing about this. We're writing about these incidences to help people to share. It's like, look, this happened to me. This happened to me. My mother did this. My mother didn't do this. My father did this. He didn't do this. I forgive them. I love them. And I've moved past it and you can do it too. That is helpful for other people. And it takes courage to do that. It's not easy. So if you want people to write positive things about you, if you want people to speak highly of you, then you should carry yourself in that way. Those people should have treated me better if they wanted me to write about them in a a better light. Granted, in my book, I'm not bashing anybody. I just share my experiences. For one reason and one reason only, 
because I want to help other people out there that may still be carrying all the pain from people who have abused them, people who are meant to love them, but instead hurt them. I'm speaking up for those people. I actually put today uh, a comment on my um, on my uh, social media page on Facebook. I put the lyrics to that song, This Is Me by The Greatest Showman. And, and I had to do that because it just, it felt fitting today. And again, my book coach, Christine Gale, she's actually the one who um, brought that up to my attention when I went to her breakthrough event, which was last year. And I'll just read some, if you don't know it. Um, I'm not a stranger to the dark. Hide away, they say, because we don't want your broken parts. I've learned to be ashamed of all my scars. That one hit home. Um, I have a lot of scars on my arm because I used to cut myself. I actually have an episode about cutting. So if you know about self-harm and cutting, I invite you to watch that episode. Um, Run away, they say. No one will love you as you are. I believed that. I really, really did. That was a lie of all my circumstances, but I believed it. I internalized it. And therefore, I did not even love myself. Then it goes on to say, but I won't let them break me down to dust. I know there's a place for us, for we are glorious. And boy, do I feel that now more than ever. When the sharpest words want to cut me down, I'm going to send a flood, going to drown them out. I'm not, I am brave. I am bruised. I am who I'm meant to be. This is me. <laughs> Look out, because here I come. And I'm marching on to the beat I drum. I'm not scared to be seen. I make no apologies. This is me. And I, I, it just, it was so fitting because, you know, after this person made that comment that you make it seem like you were abused when you weren't, that felt like a sharp word, like someone was trying to cut me down. So I sent that flood and I'm not, instead I turned that, that anger into something constructive. And that's what I'm doing now. I'm turning that into um, advice. I'm turning, turning that into something to help other people. And that's why I had to start off this episode with that, because I wanted people to know, um, <laughs> it's just not, mm, no. <laughs> so this entire episode is, um, I'm just leading with my, into my intuition. Um, so how I discovered my path. Well, you really need to read my book in order to get the full idea. I literally talk about my entire life story. There are things that I've left out because they were just too ugly to put in there. But you get the gist of what my life was like, you know, through my book. I, it, you know, my parents weren't all about counseling, so they never would have been diagnosed with mental illness. But I believe that if any psychologist, any, you know, person or anything like that were to have learned about everything I'd gone through that they would easily have diagnosed my parents having a mental illness. And that doesn't, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. If uh, you are mentally ill, it's not a bad thing to me. It's no different than you, when someone is obese or if someone is losing their hair or if somebody, you know, whatever, you know, it's, to me, it's all the same. It's just something somebody has developed from something that they have experienced and you can change it. Nobody should feel ashamed if they are mentally ill. Do not be ashamed. 
Do not be defined by those labels. You do not have to carry them with you everywhere you go. Your introduction does not have to be, yeah, I'm Tiffany and I have anxiety disorder and I have depression and I have PTSD and I have OCD, you know. Again, why are you doing that to yourself? You don't have to do that to yourself. You don't. You can simply say what you want to become. Our words have power, you know, and to those of you that might not know that to be true, I think it was Ikea who has a video where they show how there is a plant and a plant is a great example because they're just like us. They're alive. They need nutrients. They need water and sunlight to thrive and grow in life, just like humans. Not only that, uh, they had two plants. One was spoken to, they had a recorder of all these positive things saying, you're so beautiful. Look at your beautiful green leaves. Like, like just totally doting on this plant. And boy, did that plant grow and flourish. It was in a clear box. Then there was another one. And that plant had a recorder with all the, you're nothing. Look at you. You're, you, you can't grow. You're pathetic. Did it all these mean things. And that poor plant was droopy and it was not growing. The contrast was mind-blowing. It was shocking. And they did this, I believe, for a school or something like that. If you haven't seen it, I encourage you to Google that. It is, it's really cool to see. Not only that, again, I forget the name of the gentleman. Um, I forget the name of the gentleman, but he did a test or he showed where if you, he, he, he used water and he would play certain music, like heavy metal, ugly music. And the water would be distorted. There was no, no beautiful designs, no nothing. The water just looked distorted. And then there was like happy content, like happy music, positive music. The vibrations are different. You know, these are um, low vibrations with the ugly music and then the pretty music. <laughs> Forgive me for lack of better words. Um, the good, happy, pretty music has a higher vibration. So in the water, it would actually create beautiful, beautiful, um, geometric, geometric, geometric shapes, sorry, <laughs> geometric shapes. Uh, some look like snowflakes. And I think they even had like one where it said love. Another one was like happiness and it was beautiful. Now think about this. Us humans, our body is mostly made up of water. So if we're listening to a lot of negative vibrational stuff, music, the lyrics, think about the lyrics, the words that you're saying, it's all, you're, you're receiving that vibration. What is that doing to you? It's distorting you inside. And then we wonder why we have symptoms of mental illness, the physical chronic symptoms and the broken spirituality. I'm telling you, it's all interwoven. It's all a part of it. And that's where I got my, um, my healing method from. Cause 12 years ago, I dug deep into, um, researching about physical health, meaning our nutrition, because it, for those that don't know, when I talk about physical health, it always goes hand in hand, nutrition and fitness. It's never one or the other, but right now I'm honing in on the nutrition because that's pretty much where I'd say that I had started. Um, and I don't remember the year, but my son was maybe two years old. So maybe 2009, 2010, around that time. And 
I don't know why, but I just, I fell on that documentary, Food Inc. I watched it and I was, the best way to describe it was like, I fell off my chair. Not literally, but like, that's how I felt. I couldn't believe it. And I was like, there's no way. There's no way that this is true. There's no way that the food industry is putting crap in our food and we're eating it and not even realizing it. There's no way. I can't, I can't believe that. But I wanted to see if this was true. And we had just gone shopping at Costco. And I, you know, for the most part, I thought we ate pretty healthy foods. I never bought organic, never purchased it. I saw it there and just thought, why would I buy that when it's more expensive when there's cheaper stuff here? So I, cause I didn't understand <laughs> back then. So I went to my cupboard and I pulled out a couple boxes of processed foods and I started reading the ingredients. Sure enough, I noticed that the, the list was really long. Then I tried to start reading it. I'm like, what the heck is this stuff? So then I had to go research it. And you might have to research a word and then research another word to gain its understanding and then continue reading. <laughs> That's what I had to do. No joke. I don't understand. I did not understand what any of those words meant. They were foreign to me and I had never seen them before. So I did that. And let me just tell you that I was shocked. I was shocked that what was said in that documentary was true. I wanted to prove it wrong, but I couldn't because the truth was right there before my eyes. And I had, you know, my son and I was trying to do the best I could by him, even by feeding him healthy foods. So I grabbed all the crap food. You know, I checked all the ingredients. My husband was like, what are you doing? You know, like I was going crazy, but he supported me, thankfully, because he knew he watched it with me. He saw everything I saw. And so I took all that food and I brought it to my job because a lot, I remember the guys there, they, um, they would make comments about the other girl that was there who ate really healthy and they would eat out all the time. So I knew that they would eat it. Why throw it away? So I brought it to my, my work and I just gave it away. And I said, I just brought a whole bunch of food and you guys can eat it. And ever since then, I just went on a binge and I started watching documentary after documentary. I started researching and researching, looking for myself because that is something really important that a lot of us don't do. We see things and we take it at face value without realizing that that might be just a little piece of the whole puzzle when there's a lot that went on before that. And there was also a lot that went on after that. So whenever you see anything, especially on social media, find out the truth for yourself. Take it. You can hold on to that thought, but don't, but don't take it in, you know, um, research it first, find the truth. There's always two sides. So it's good to look at both sides. Um, going back to the religion, when I was looking at, you know, all that, um, that's why I had to do that. Mind you, I had already given my life to Christ, but because I have this very inquisitive, you know, hunger for learning type brain, I went and I researched and I encourage everybody to do that. Um, and if you don't already know, um, I would refrain from using Google, even though I've said Google a lot, it's just, you know, it's that term, oh, go Google it. But, um, I don't know, maybe I should start saying go DuckDuckGo it. <laughs> but there is a, a search engine, DuckDuckGo. Um, and a lot of people use that opposed to Google because they tend to censor a lot of things. So I encourage you to do that. Go research, research anything and everything that if you're doing something and somebody else is something different about it and you haven't done the research, don't get mad. Don't get curious. Don't get offended. None of that helps. Get curious. 
go see. Go see if you can find any truth to what this other information is that you've been presented. Maybe God is working in you and showing you something new because God wants you to know the truth. You never know. That's why we always got to be curious instead of furious. Don't be angry when you hear a new perspective or a different point of view. Just like in that comment when somebody told me, well, Jesus isn't real. Well, sorry you feel that way. I've done the work. I've done the research and I know what I feel. Nobody can tell me what I did and didn't feel. I mean, they could say that doesn't make it true. I know what I felt. So there's that. So going back to my healing journey, um, that's when I started learning about nutrition. And I didn't even realize I was on a healing journey back then. It was just something new I learned. And I was like, wow, cool. You know, dug deep, learned a lot, um, learned about organic. Um, Not that long ago, I actually learned that um, there have been naturopathic doctors out there that have actually done tests on organic food produce and non-organic produce. And what they find is that there's a lot of nutrients, essential nutrients that us humans need that are missing from non-organic foods. Now, our soil is depleted, but with organic foods, they are the better option and they are more expensive because it's not mass produced. A lot of people are doing their very best to you know, grow organic, clean foods. And it it's, it's not easy. I've tried myself. I've tried three different times to grow fruits and vegetables. And I admit I failed every time and I'm going to try it again this time. Um, we do have a couple peach trees in our backyard that um, I'm hoping will bear fruit this year. Um, but it's not an easy thing to do. And I am more than happy personally to pay, you know, a little bit extra if it's cleaner food. If it contains more essential nutrients than non-organic produce, I'm there. Not just for me because, well, yeah, for me, because I've learned to love myself. I care about myself. I only want to feed my mind good stuff. I only want to sing good things and, and speak good things. I only want to feel good things. I only want to hear good things. I only want to watch good things. Like, you know, because I care about myself. You know, I realized that. You know, nobody else cared about me, but I could have been loving myself the whole time, (laughs) but I wasn't taught that. So once you know better, you can start doing better. Um, So the organic produce, Um, I would encourage you to research that if you haven't. Um, The other day I was actually looking into um, what happens to your body when you're lacking nutrition, because I wanted to share a lot of important stuff with people. And sure enough, I mean, I already had, it's like when you start learning knowledge, you can easily see things, but this kind of confirmed my thought, which was hair loss is a symptom of lacking in nutrients. What was the other one? Um, Fatigue. Um, Your nails aren't growing. And wouldn't you know uh, how many people out there, um, experience this. From what I've seen, it's a lot. It's way too many. And I'm telling you, that's why. And the, and there's actually, there's a lot of people that I know or that I did know that did not eat organic. They ate the way I used to eat, you know, whatever was out there in the store, they just bought thinking that they were eating healthy. And these people had so many health problems. 
I re- I know some, their hair wouldn't grow. Their nails wouldn't grow. So they would have to put fake hair on. They would have, they would always get their nails done. Um, they would always have chronic pains and symptoms. And I'm t- I knew it. I just knew in my heart of hearts, it was because of the nutrition. But um, when you research it, it's right there, but nobody's talking about it. I mean, some are, but when I say that, I guess what I mean is those big outlets, the people that need to be talking about it to bring really good awareness to this kind of stuff aren't doing it. Um, not enough anyway, I should say, because there are some out there that are doing great work. Um, people say um, they hate cancer, cancer this, cancer that. From the research that I've done, if you eat a healthy diet and you make sure you have all your essential nutrients, um, that helps. It does help with cancer. Not only that, um, something I think that people don't realize. We are being poisoned in so many ways. I gave you an example about the food. Now think about the shampoo that has ingredients just like the food, the conditioner, the soap, the lotions, the perfumes, the air fresheners, the laundry soap that you use. You inhale it. You can smell those chemicals, the, the fabric softeners. Um, think about all that. All of that our chemical, all of that is uh, chemicals that they're just made of chemicals. So all day, every day we are bathing in toxins. We are ingesting and consuming toxins right there. I mean, common sense tells us, obviously we're going to have things wrong, right? So I am not a cancer specialist. I am just sharing with you what I see from the research that I have done and the dots that I have connected. There are many well-respected people out there that talk about the power of foods and how they heal. You can either eat foods that harm you or you can eat foods that heal you. I'm going to shout out the Gerson Institute. If you don't know who they are, I encourage you to look into them. Um, There's documentaries about them. There's also... um, tons of people who have successfully shrinked their cancerous tumors just by eating certain organic foods. If you have cancer or if you know anybody that is going through cancer, has cancer, this, that, and the other, I encourage you to share with them to research and look into the Gerson Institute. And um, nobody's paying me to say that or anything. I don't care about that. I care about sharing and giving knowledge. Um, Like I said, I'm not an expert on cancer. I'm just sharing the research and things that I know. Um, Heaven forbid any of my family ever got cancer, I would be going to the Gerson Institute. I would not be going to a mainstream hospital or anything like that and doing the chemo. That would be a very, 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 oh my goodness, last resort. But I don't even think I would even get that far because I truly believe in the power of healing with foods. goes back to God. God created the earth, right? He gave us everything that we needed Um, I'm not somebody that's for medications. Again, no judgment to people out there that take them. Um, If anything, you know, I'm I'm proud of you for reaching out for help because you're doing what you feel is best for you. And and that's 
That's a good thing. So good for you. But me personally, I am not for them. I know from what I know, I'll share with you, you know, the information that I've done. I know that every single person in this world, our chemistry is completely different. 10 people can take the exact same medication and it'll affect them all differently. Every single medication out there on the market has different side effects. And it, it hurts my heart when I see somebody saying, oh, what medication should I take? If, especially, oh my gosh, this one scared me the most. They said, what medication should I take if I'm pregnant? Number one, um, I would encourage you to not take any medication if you're pregnant. I would encourage you to go the holistic route first, at least, you know, remember like what I was saying, there's always two sides. So I never want to tell anybody you shouldn't do this or make you feel bad. What my whole thing is, is sharing. I'm just sharing something new with you. Okay. So please don't take this hard. Please don't get upset. That's not what I'm trying to do here. I just want to share a new perspective with people. And the reason why it's so important for me to do that is because I wish people were to have told me a lot of this stuff back when, because I didn't know, you know, and I was angry for a while because I'm like, how come nobody told me, <laughs> you know, I didn't know. So, you know, I'm just sharing. And if you don't want to take the information, you do not have to. There's nothing wrong with that. To those that do, I'm talking to you. Um, the medications, they all have different side effects. If you're pregnant, please, 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 please look into natural ways, find a holistic doctor, find a naturopathic doctor and see what they have to say. And then if you want to still go to a mainstream doctor, go and see what they have to say and then make your decision. But at least now you're fully informed. You're not just doing the one way, which might not always be the best way. And maybe that does work for some people. But how do you know unless you've tried everything, unless you've looked at both sides of the coin. You know what I'm saying? Um, and not to mention all the, the issues with women and having fertility issues. There's been a surge. It never used to be this way. And I truly believe that has a part to do with it, with our mental, physical, and spiritual health. Um, but I don't want to get too deep into that. So I'll pull back a little... Um, when it comes to my healing journey, I went deep, you know, into the nutrition part. And I believe that that helped me. I mean, it's known that there's foods out there that actually support mental health. Um, if I remember correctly, I believe blueberries are one of them. Those stuck out to me in my head. I actually share a lot about healing foods um, on my Facebook page, Instagram page, and Twitter, which is Cosmic Sweets, because I believe you shouldn't have to sacrifice nutrition just to enjoy a sweet treat. So I share a lot of information there. I used to create a lot of healthy sweets and sell them as a vendor, but then COVID hit and I kind of pulled back from that. I'm still sharing a lot of knowledge and information, but right now I'm honing in on you know my podcast and sharing my story out in the world. I do plan on picking up in that business here in the future. Um, but if you want to learn more about healing foods, I share a lot of information there. And same thing with herbs, healing herbs. There's so many herbs out there that in their natural form can help us, especially with essential oils. Um, yeah, I'm all about essential oils. I love essential oils. I started my herbal potions business back in, I believe it was 2000, 
or 20, no, it was 2015 when I started uh, that business. And I started making, because I started learning about all of the toxins in our soaps and our lotions. And so I was like, uh uh-uh, I'm going to make my own stuff. So I started making my own stuff. I started buying organic essential oils. Um, I now use doTERRA. Um, um, I was hesitant on doing that when it was mentioned to me in the beginning, but then I actually went ahead after I moved to Utah, I decided to get involved in that because I really love how they help other people um, with what they do. So I'm happy to support them. And I talk a lot about um, how essential oils can actually help you mentally, physically, and spiritually, healing herbs, um, crystals. I love crystals. Um, And I know people have um, mentioned things about this being new age, which is considered witchcraft and um, black magic. Um, But there's a lot of talk about crystals and stones in the Bible. And I believe it's just like anything else. Nothing is to be idolized. We should not idolize this. We should not go to this, oh, heal me. You're going to heal me. You know, from my understanding, from my faith, it's really, it's all God. That doesn't mean that this isn't helpful. That doesn't mean that eating organic, you know, produce isn't helpful. Of course it is. We just shouldn't idolize it. That's the understanding that I've gotten up until this point when it comes to things like that. Okay. Now let's see if I can get back on track. So that was my nutrition. And like I mentioned, it actually does affect you mentally, physically, and spiritually. So I believe that as I started consuming higher nutrient dense foods, it started to change me in ways that I, even to this day, I couldn't, I could tell you, I don't even realize that. Um, went through life. Life was still a struggle. Then I remember at some point, because we had moved a few times, at some point I had the desire to attend church out there in California. My husband was a type that he didn't even want to step foot in a church. I don't know why, but I just felt the need. I felt the call, if you will. And I tried to go to church. And I remember being so scared because my anxiety disorder was off the charts. I was scared. It was really hard for me to be in public, to be around people um, if I was sober. Because in the past, I always had to have a drink. I always had to get drunk. I didn't know how to be without that liquid courage. So I would. I went and um, it was hard for me. I couldn't even, I couldn't even walk over and sit where all the other people were sitting. I barely made it to the fountain that was like right in front And, you know, a couple more times we went and I would get a little bit closer and a little bit closer. And, you know, I started listening. And if I started going to Saddleback Church there in um, Orange County, where we used to live, Rick Warren is awesome. I love him. He has great, great, great messages. And um, he started opening me up spiritually, I believe. He started opening me up to the idea of God and things like that. But it wasn't big by any means. It was just like he was cracking into my heart a little bit into my soul. So that's how I started with the spirituality piece. That's where it began. And when I started, when my husband and I started uh, hitting the gym, which was really hard for me to do. So I would actually prefer to go to the gym at four o'clock in the morning. We would go to anytime fitness, which is anytime, which was cool. So we could go, I would go first thing in the morning and the gym was locked. So I actually felt safe, even though I was the only one there. 
Uh, when I would drive up, I would look around, see if there was any cars. I would pay attention big time. I would get in really quick, make sure that door locked behind me. I would walk through, check, make sure nobody was hiding inside the gym. <laughs> I did all that, but I got my workouts in. And right when I was leaving, people, you know, when I was almost done, people were showing up and stuff. And I was already finishing up. I would shower there, um, just throw on some clothes, run home, change, get dressed, and get ready for work. And, um, I remember that such a, it's funny when you look back at things in your life. Um, but that's when I started my fitness journey. Um, I remember experiencing a lot of jealousy. If there was beautiful girls around my husband, I would like, feel like I was on fire. I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to love them more than me. He's going to like them more than me. He's going to look at them and think, man, they're so pretty. And he's going to look at me and be like, uh, and why did I think that about myself? It's because I grew up learning how to hate myself. I I grew up hating the way that I looked because I felt like it. I was my looks were like a bullseye. It was like a target for people to just come and abuse me. That's why I started hating the way that I looked. But those were lies. It was all lies in my circumstances that I was believing. Um, and you know, I could say now that I think I'm beautiful inside and out. And that's not, there's a difference between being conceited and there's a difference between knowing that who you are and that you are a beautiful person. And I believe that about myself and I'm thankful and I'm grateful and I praise God for it all. Um, you know, so self-love is huge. I'm doing everything I can to start a, um, a self-love challenge in my group. It's called um, Tiffany Patlin Health and Wellness Group. Um, that's on Facebook. Uh, if you would like to be a part of that, it's free. It's just where I'm going to go on every day, give you guys a little assignment, talk about something. And it's just to encourage you to learn how to love yourself. So every single day I will have something new for you. So if you'd like, you can join that group and I'll make sure I have that link in the description box as well for you. <sighs> okay. So experiencing a lot of jealousy, lack of self-love, big time, no confidence, so that's why I started working out. I said, you know what? I don't like myself. What can I do to change it? I'm not someone that wants to go under the knife. I, I will try anything and everything natural. And I did. And it worked. I got down to a size four. I don't remember how much I weighed. Um, I wasn't aiming for a size four. I didn't even know it was possible for my body to get to a size four. I literally was just eating healthy and I was exercising. And I got really, really fit. Um, I didn't realize how fit I was. So I don't have very many pictures to show. But um, but yeah, that's when I started learning the world of fitness. Um, I have a book. I don't have it here to show. But it is my husband's book. And it has like a picture of a really muscular man on there. It has all the different exercises. It tells you how to breathe. It teaches you about your form. It teaches you about... Um, it shows you the muscles that it hits all over your body. So I learned a lot and it was really great. And that's how I got into fit shape. And let's see. I think after that, I pretty much ended up having two more babies. And then what happened? I kind of just lived for my babies. That was kind of more of a happier time in my life because my husband and I were just focusing on our new family that we were growing, the babies. I quit my job um, so I could be a stay-at-home mom, which I was so I'm so grateful that I was able to do that and that my husband, you know, had a very good paying job. It was a happy time in our lives for the most part. 
but then, um, well, we were still living in Orange County. Housing is super duper expensive. We really wanted to buy a house for our children. We realized that we couldn't afford it. So we ended up um, squeezed into a one bedroom apartment. We had our huge bed. So um, my husband and I slept in the bed. Um, my, I was pregnant at that time. My, our two-year-old at the time would sleep in the bed with us. Uh, we had a, a bed on the side that we would try to get him to sleep in. And boy, that was rough. Um, and my 10-year-old, my son Ashton was 10 by this time. And so we had a lot of our stuff in storage, but we made our closet like a little room for him. So he would sleep on the floor in our closet. He thought it was fun. Thankfully, he was young enough to think it was fun. He thought it was cool. It was like a little fort. And he knew why. He knew why we had to do all this because he had his own room since he was born. He had his own room. And so we told him that we wanted to buy a house, but it was gonna, we needed to do this. And soon we we're going to have enough money to buy a house. So he understood the reasoning and why and everything. And it was fun. It was, it was odd, you know, but it worked for us. And we were actually able to um, save up enough money. And that's when we moved to Utah and we bought a house. Uh, people always ask, why did you choose Utah? Um, you're Mormon, LDS, da, 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 all that jazz. No, has nothing to do with that. The reason why we moved to Utah, because it was very wholesome. We agreed with the laws that they had here about certain things. And um, it's very family oriented and Utah is beautiful. So, and anywhere else, my husband said it was either too cold or too hot. And me, I was just willing to go anywhere and everywhere. It's funny. There is a time when we lived in Vegas and my husband brought up, the, or he wasn't my husband at the time. We were boyfriend, girlfriend. And he brings up the question if I would ever leave Vegas. And I was like, I kind of went off a little bit and I think I even felt offended. Why would I leave Las Vegas? I had an attitude. Why would I leave Las Vegas? You know, my mom is here. My brothers are here. Like, why would I leave? Like my friends are here. Like, why would I ever want to leave? <laughs> it's embarrassing that I acted that way, but, um, that's where I was mentally, you know? And, uh, I remember he seemed kind of like taken back by like how I was responding. Um, but the thought of leaving never occurred to me. It was scary. Like, heck no, I ain't leaving. Then he got into a car accident, you know, later on. And we, this was around 2008. We both um, lost our jobs. That's when the economy, you know, took a dump. And he was going to move to California to be taken care of because he was bedridden. He had to heal from his injuries from this car accident. So um, he asked me to move with him and I was so full of emotion, you know, over what happened. I was just like, I'll go with you anywhere. So needless to say, I went with him and that's how I ended up in California. So after making that first big move, it was not a big deal to me to move to Utah. I was like, sure, wherever, you know, wherever we need to go, let's go. You know, if it's going to benefit our family, then let's do it. And that's how we ended up in Utah. And it was here that I really honed in on my mental health. It was here that I remember we started having hard times and it had to do a lot with um, the depression, the winter blues that we had never you know, experienced. I grew up in Vegas and California where the weather was nice and warm. Utah is completely different. It's the snow. I never experienced that. We never did. So I think that that affected us a lot. 
This is the first year where I think we all actually enjoyed the winter. It took us a few years to get used to it and try to understand what we can do to battle the winter blues, depression type stuff. And so, but before I really got it, I remember laying in bed, upset. My husband and I were at it. Um, My kids were really little. And I remember just being so upset. It was all that depression that I had been carrying, all the pain that I had never healed and released. It was still in there and it was affecting me to the point that I was laying in bed and I did not want to get up. And then my little ones come in saying, why is mommy laying in bed? And that's when it hit me. I cannot do this to them. I cannot waste away and give up. My children deserve to have the best type of mother that they can have. And this ain't it. I'm not going to do this to them. So I, I remember I got up and I went on a massive rampage of research, how to help myself, what was going on. And what I noticed really stuck out to me. And I talk about this in my book were those words, mind, body, soul. And that's where I said, all right, fine. Every day I'm going to do something for my mental health, my physical health, and my spiritual health. And I didn't even know what that was. So I had to research. What do people do for their mental health? What do people do? Well, physical health, I kind of already knew from, you know, my experiences of fitness and nutrition, which I've already shared. And then my the spirituality piece didn't really kick in just yet. Um, even though I had started, you know, I never dug deep. But I did dig deep into the mental health. And when I started learning how powerful release rituals are to acknowledge that you're carrying the pain from people that hurt you and that when you release it, you're setting yourself free. It, it helps you to forgive. You understand they must have been hurt by somebody and that's why they hurt someone else. I forgive you. It wasn't right what you did. Mm-mm, I'll never forget it, but I'm not going to let it control me because I deserve better than that. I'm not going to, I refuse to allow your messed up actions to be a weight in my life and carry me down to the depths of despair. I refuse. I have that power. You have that power. Everyone listening has that power. Every human being in this world has that power. They're all choices. Okay. And so when I started learning and realizing that I was hooked especially when I experienced that release ritual. I had a lot of pain wrapped around my mother. Lord knows I did. And when I did that release ritual, I'm telling you, I I say this a lot. It's like somebody did surgery in my heart space and just removed it. And it was so beautiful. And I find it easier to forgive her now. I love her and I pray for her every day. I pray for my parents. I pray for my brothers. I pray for everyone in my life, you know, and I something I never used to do. Um, so I, I dug deep into the mental health. That's when I had the opportunity to write my book, Unlocking Your Ability to Heal. It's when I met my amazing book coach, Christine Gale. And, you know, ever since life has been changing for me. And that's why I, I truly, truly believe in the art of unlocking your ability to heal, which is to focus on yourself every single day, mentally, physically, and spiritually. And remember, the physical health comes in two parts. It's your nutrition as well as your fitness. People think something as simple as walking is not exercise, but it is. So that's why I had the self-care section in this book as well. And it has a lot of things that I used. Um, I have yet, I, I'm already ready to 
not necessarily rewrite my book, but um, add more things to it because there's a lot more things that I've learned. And I really want to give that information to everybody. So if you are somebody that wants to start uh, unlocking your ability to heal, if you want to get well, take your power back and take charge of your life and get rid of all that pain, I encourage you get this book or your, if you just want the self-care section, um, you can have that too. Go to my website, tiffanypatlin.com, register your email and you will get that as my free gift to you. Um, it's just literally just late lists, everything that you can do. So that's just, um, tips for you. And you just choose one thing from each area that works for you. It doesn't matter what I've done. It has to resonate with you. And if there's something that you do to support your mental health, that's not in the book, do it. Same thing, you know, with the spirituality piece, if there's something different that you want to do, do that. Um, the important part is focusing every day on your mental, physical, and spiritual health. And once you start doing that, the healing, that's the natural side effect. You just start healing because remember our, your mental health, once you start focusing on that purging, getting rid of things, um, it helps you, it elevates you. And then the nutrition piece, when you start feeding your body and you're not lacking in nutrition, you'll notice how your body changes. Your mood will change. Everything about you will change because your body is being given the essential nutrients it needs to thrive. Not only that, the fitness piece, a stagnant body does promote disease. It's out there. Research that. Um, so you have to get moving. Even if you're somebody that's carrying a lot of weight, I know that that hurts. So go swimming, find a place where you can, an indoor pool, something like that. Do what you can start small, just start. That is the important part is to start. Remember, don't look at everybody else, what everybody else is doing. Just you, only you. Focus on you because you're important, you're beautiful, and you matter, and you can do this. I'm telling you, if I could do it, you could do it. Everybody can do this. And then the spirituality piece. Like I mentioned earlier, if you're not a believer and you've never done it before, but you're still struggling, it doesn't hurt you to reach out. Let God touch you and see what He'll do in your life. And if you're not there yet, like I said, that is okay. Start researching. Go research. Go learn. Start watching documentaries instead of, um, I know a lot of us, I've done it before in the past. I get it. Um, that we get stuck on social media, looking at things that are of no value. None of that is we're not learning from it. It's just drama. It's just, it's nothing. It's doing nothing for us. So if you have a lot of time on your hands, I would encourage you research on spirituality. I did that. Research the origins of each religion, research all of that, see what everyone else believes. What I learned is that everyone is actually praying to that supreme being, the great spirit, the God in the sky, you know, it's all the same thing. It's that higher power. Um, so, you know, I encourage you to research, visit different churches. My husband told me he did that. He was really, really searching and he went to different churches because he was finding answers you know, do that. Find what works for you. Even simply um, being outside in nature actually connects you spiritually. So there's a lot of ways to connect spiritually, connect with yourself, build your self-love. Um, and that's why I'm really passionate about this, unlocking your ability to heal. That is how I found my path to healing and happiness. Um, like I said, I'm not perfect and I am not done healing by any means, but boy, let me tell you, 
the space that I'm in today, I'm in a better space now than I even was last year. And I know that next year I'm going to be in even a better space and I just welcome it. I'm, I'm just so elated. I'm so grateful. I mean, those of you that know my story, I was the girl that was used and abused and I say left for dead. I was, I was the one that couldn't even be around people without being drunk. That's what I did. I worked and went to the bar and got sloppy drunk. I was belligerent. I was, I look back and I'm like, wow, I'm not, that's not who I was. That is not the truth of who I was. That was just somebody that was full of so much pain that they needed to get rid of it. And they didn't know how, and I was just bogged down by pain. And I feel like there's so many of us today that are remaining stagnant in pain. And I just, I just wanted with all my heart and soul, I just want to encourage you to heal, to heal, to heal. Um, and when it comes to medications, you know, talk to your doctor and perhaps maybe ask them, ask them, see what they know about naturally healing, you know, find out. I know that there's healthy ways to get off. I've, there's people that I've known that have in a healthy way when they're monitored by their doctors, they get off their medication safely and they start doing the holistic route and they experience so much healing. And so I really want that for you. However, whatever your path is to your own healing and happiness, I just want to encourage you to take that first step because no matter what it is that you have gone through in your life, you have the power inside of you to change it. Um, something else that I want to say that I feel I have connected the, the dots as a believer in God is that it is said that we were all made in the image of God. And when Jesus came, he healed people. So we have the ability to heal others. And not only that, we have the ability to heal ourselves. And I'm telling you, I've witnessed this. I, I'm living proof. I'm living proof. And I'm going to continue to use my newfound voice. I'm going to continue to share information and knowledge out there, even though it is not a popular opinion. Everybody is beelining towards medications. And I understand it's because that's what's being shoved in everybody's face. Um, and those that do choose are seeking help and they're doing what they feel is right for them. I understand that, you know, I just, again, giving you a new perspective, no judgment. I just want to help. I'm here to help. I'm not going to stop speaking up. I found my voice and I'm going to continue to use it. And I think I'm going to let you guys go. This episode has lasted for about an hour and 15 minutes. Um, this was a very special episode that I feel was really God led. And I choose to live my life now um, being obedient to God's will and doing things, even if they're scary. Uh, that TV show that I was on on Monday um, where I was highlighted on ABC for Utah. I, I the, the days leading up to that, I was out of my mind and you know, I did a lot of fasting and I said some prayers and I asked God to bless me and be with me because I was doing this for him and the world, not me. And I did it. And I'm, I know that there's nothing but blessings that are going to come out of that. So as we come to the end of the show, I want to thank you everybody from the bottom of my heart for listening to this special episode. Um, please, by all means, comment with what resonated with you. Um, if you have any questions about anything that I said, by all means, 
let's have a conversation, do a comment, send me a message. Um, I'm happy to communicate with you. Um, feel free to invite your friends and family to like and follow the Tiffany Talks podcast show um, on, like I mentioned, Facebook and uh, YouTube. You can subscribe. You can also listen on all major podcast platforms. And my theme for 22 is to spread the word. So I like to ask for your help to do so, to help me with that. And you could do so just by sharing, sharing about my book, which is there to help other people share about my podcast, let people know about this video, um, anything and everything. My goal in life is to help people heal. I wrote this book with the ambition to heal the world. And that's what my podcast is all about. That's what my business cosmic sweets and herbal potions is all about. Anything and everything is all about healing naturally with the natural healing power that we all have within us. Um, I don't have a quote to leave with you guys, but I just want to remind you again that you are beautiful. I don't care if anybody told you different, um, whether you believe it or not, God is there. He's just waiting for you to reach out and call to him. And you have the power within you to heal. We all do. It's okay if you don't know. That's why I wrote the book. It not only shares my story to inspire you, but I made sure to include self-reflection exercises to help you with the mental health piece. Talk a lot about the physical health with fitness, nutrition, same thing with the spirituality. And then again, there's that self-care section in the back of the book. The book is sold on Amazon and it's also sold on my website at unlockingyourabilityteal.com. Um, so that's it for me, guys. I'm Tiffany Patlin signing off until the next episode. Thanks for watching, everybody. Bye.